Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. How often have you kind of stopped and took a breath and looked around and thought like, I am so lost. Maybe it's in when you're driving, but more more realistically, maybe it's in life. Like, I don't even know where I am or who I am. Thankfully, my guest today, Tia Johnson, helps us dive in through that just a little bit more. She walks you through these five super tangible, easy mindset hacks to really move you out of that place of feeling lost and invisible to feeling radiant and found. And for women, so many of us need that. We need that little nudge and that reminder and those tools of to remind yourself of, guess what, girl? You are a freaking badass. You are amazing. And like that's you reflecting that back to yourself. And if uh, you have a hard time with that, I'll reflect it back to you. And Tia is a perfect example of that. She describes herself as a spiritual lifestyle entrepreneur. Such a cool title. And she is attuned in Reiki. She is a gateway dreaming practitioner. She is a crystal healer, air angel therapy practitioner. She does all of this stuff. She is a world-renowned speaker and is fun and is light and is funny. And she is exactly what you're needing in your life right now today. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited for you all to get some wonderful world, words of wisdom from my guest, Tia Johnson, today. Welcome, Tia. Hello. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am a spiritual lifestyle entrepreneur. And what I do is I help spiritually centered women who want to live their truth go from feeling uh, invisible and lost to radiant and found. And I've been doing that for almost 10 years now. And over the the years, I have been getting certified in different spiritual healing practices and helping women around the world with the healing, the understanding who they truly are. So that's how I've gotten to this point is I had to understand who I was and my identity and I had went on a two-year healing journey to really understand that after two deaths in my family. So I understand that transition, and that's how I help women. I was going to ask, I mean, there's always a reason why somebody becomes what they are, especially when it's something that is not as mainstay or as common as a spiritual lifestyle entrepreneur. Yes, and it's it's so interesting because there are times where we feel something within that is a calling, for example, Oh, I need a vacation or I need to take a nap and not answer my phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But in other cases, it's something that is real of a shock to the the system. And, And in this case, for me, it was the deaths of two close 
family members. And when they passed, that's when I really had to examine my life and make sure that I was living my life to the fullest because I was also feeling that there was something more. And that's when that mind shift happened. And a lot of what you like to discuss with the in with your ladies and with everybody that follows you is really those secrets to that mindset. How do you tap into that so you're not kind of floating around lost in this life, but doing what you are wanting and driven to do? Yeah, absolutely. So what I tell uh, the women who work with me for starters is to embrace the art of curiosity so before we even dive into the those mindset shifts or secrets as you were saying i i just welcome them to embrace that curiosity and then we can dive into that because once they do that that's how they open their mind to possibilities Mm. i think too the more that i've opened up to being curious allows me to almost have an out-of-body experience and examine a thought or a situation and say, okay, we're not going to immediately go to blame or shame or guilt, but let's figure out why you're doing or thinking or behaving the way that you are. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's what happens. They feel guilty. They are judging themselves just way too it's great to look at yourself and, and do some reflection, but that rarely happens. It's the, I should have done this or I could have done that. And, and so, yeah, the, the art of being curious just allows that free flow to happen. And it allows us to just take a step back and, and really dismiss those thoughts and feelings that are negative. What does somebody do to start to say, okay, I'm going to start to work on my art of curiosity, but I have no idea what to do with that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, one thing you can start off with is to look around you. So what is a trend that you see in your life? For example, what are some of the things that you love to do that because that's going to be somewhere in your home whether it's collecting plants whether it's cooking you know whatever it is so be curious about what's already around you that you know to see more of so for me I love to read there's a bunch of books around my home so I'm going to be more curious about book festivals curious about local bookstores that's how you can get into that groove oh I love those and just I what you said makes so much sense. And it's so easy. We don't have to overcomplicate it. Like, look at your surroundings. There is your answer. Mm -hmm. So after somebody starts to kind of tap into their curiosity, then what? Then where do you go with it? So this is where the mindset uh, secrets come into play. So the, the first one is the remembering who you are. So just as I was saying that to embrace the curiosity that things are around you, remembering who you are really goes back to your essence. So what I'm asking you to do is to have those memories, look back, think about the times where you were doing something and nothing else mattered. You were just so happy. You were just in the zone. Mm. That's what I want to start with is getting, getting you back to yourself, recentering. Mm. 
I like that one. Just kind of tapping into, I think we get so lost in, or I do very much wrapped up in the world and everything else that it's like, well, I don't even know the person that I am at or the, who I am right now. Exactly. It's, it's a loss of identity of sorts, because when we are living our lives, especially as adults, when we're children and even teenagers, we're still figuring stuff out. As an adult, of course, we're figuring stuff out. But now we had to figure it out while we are a mother, while we are a wife, while we are a sister, while we are a supervisor. You know, we're so many things to so many people that didn't hold as much weight when we were younger. So less time is devoted to us. So this is why we had to get back to things like that, like remembering who we are. Do you have any practices that you recommend for women to get to that space, to even open up those avenues? Absolutely. So what I love to do is start off with the easy stuff and then work up to some of the harder things. So some of the easy things women can do to help them get back into remembering who they are is to listen to podcasts, right? Like Mm -hmm. your podcast and and other podcasts that, that just helps them to relax. They get to listen to people and they can take notes later, just hands-free, relaxing, no, um, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Like no, no attachments. You're just relaxing and you're listening. So one is to start off with podcasts, then read some blogs. Now reading a blog can be a little bit more challenging depending on who you are, because you have to really make time to concentrate, to really, go through all the words and get the feel of the vibe of that post. So blogging. And then I take it a little bit further to write down 10 words that best describe you. And that's hard Mm. for a lot of people. That is so hard. Some people. So the most common thing I get is when I ask people to describe themselves, like 10 words is, well, there's nothing special about me. I I don't have anything creative about me. And I tell them, yes, you do. You just need to remember so writing down 10 words that best describe them, that's by far the hardest. That would be a challenge. I have my one-on-one mm-hmm. clients write down things that they love about themselves, physical and mm-hmm. non-physical. And that is a stretch. But now I'm like getting my wheel spinning of like, ooh, how can we take this even more so? How do you describe yourself? Yeah, and it's it's so hard because... What tends to happen is they go towards what they do for mm-hmm. people. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is very much a part of them. But what I want to get to is is the, the bare bones. Mm. So instead of saying, oh, I'm a supervisor. Yes, by all means, you are a supervisor. You earned it totally. But let's dig deeper. Before you was a supervisor, who were you? But at the bare bones. So then that's when we get to the, oh, well. I'm someone who loves adventures. Oh, so you're adventurous. Great. That's that's one thing that you can use to describe yourself, right? Because when we first introduce ourselves, sometimes we don't say what we do. We say our title. So, you know, it, it gets to the point of what are the bare bones? And, and that's what I ask of them when it goes to remembering who you are. In my life, too, a lot of times when I've been really stuck or really lost is when I'm so strongly identifying myself as my title or as something and my whole identity kind of morphs around this one thing when I'm so many other things or you know that's just who that's like you said your title or what you're identifying right now in this space as 
Absolutely. And and during my two-year healing journey, what I learned was that I have, I, I gave my power to accolades. Mm. So the more certificates I got, the better I felt, especially if some, if a certificate was written in Latin, it's like, oh, man, this is, <laughs> this is the highest you can get. <laughs> you know? So when I got my bachelor's degree, I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the thing is, when it comes to many people, if I meet someone, they don't care about a bachelor's degree. They don't care about, uh, I mean, well, they do, but what I'm saying is when you're trying to connect with someone, mm-hmm. it's more about well, how did, did you utilize that degree? How did you utilize being a Ray K practitioner as opposed to I'm a Ray K practitioner and this and this and this. So yeah, I had to call back my, my power because that's just something that, that is of me, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. So after we're, your ladies are getting down to like, okay, who are you? They're remembering who you are. What is a ne- What is the second step that they can take? Right. So the second step is remembering what you are capable of. Mm. So many times I come across women who done amazing things. I mean, amazing things. And then they forget. And they want to change up their life because they realize, oh, man, I'm in this stagnant place. I don't feel like myself anymore. And they don't believe that they can change. Mm. And this is where I say, well, wait a minute, you've gotten this far, even the fact that you are conscious right now to say, hey, Tia, you know, I feel like my life is just stagnant. I feel like I'm not going anywhere right now. That's still you being a leader. So I just ask the women, Let, let's let's talk about the things you accomplish. I mean, giving birth, that's an accomplishment. Going to school, getting degrees. Um, uh, owning your, your trade, owning your personal space, you're setting your boundaries, all these things, big or small, that's you being capable of something. It's hard to say no sometimes to people. You know, it's, it's hard not to, you know, show up, show up when you want to, but you just want to stay home and recharge. So that's what I do. I ask them, okay, let's remember what you're capable of. Do you think as women, that's a tricky place too, because if we're saying that we're capable of something, it's almost like saying, I'm proud of myself that I've done this. Like I can pat myself on the back and give myself some accolades for doing something very powerful. Yes. And the the thing is, it's, it's, almost, it's almost always a catch 22. It's like, yeah, be proud, but not too proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely talk about that, but not too much. And it's just unfortunate that so many women are are doing this pull and tug where they want to talk about, hey, you know, my kids are doing well in school. They're just proud of their kids. But then it's just like, oh, she's showing off. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's so hard to do that sometimes. So I want to get women in the space where they are comfortable talking about what they're capable of. They're comfortable saying, hey, I know I have gotten this far, but I need help to go even further you know, without feeling like they are inadequate, without feeling like they will be judged because people are going to, you can do good things and people will still judge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I rather the women just understand or remember what they're capable of and continue on. Yes. So we're remembering who we are, remembering what you're capable of. What's the third step? Yeah, so the third step has to do with a little bit what we talked about earlier. Remember the resources you have. Mm. And I I say this because I like to call 
part of the resource, the the success team. And these are the people who want you to succeed no matter what. They're going to help you based on whatever resources they can give you, whether it's their time, money, you know, whatever. So in this case, to help with that, that mindset is that sometimes we look at something like, oh, well, I have a notebook, but it's not a, a journal. It's not a, a planner. No, 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 no. That notebook can be your planner. Your journal is what you make it. You just got to be resourceful. So when, and, and I say women, women because I work mostly with women, mm-hmm. but this can also apply to men. So when, when we are working towards writing down, let's say our, we want to map out our week and getting a planner is just not in the grand scheme of things, but we have a notebook. I don't want people to compare. Mm. And that's how we can overlook our resources. That's how we can overlook the people that's around us. Like, oh, yeah, John's been there for me, but he's not like Jack. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. What can John do for you? What's the value that he adds in your life? Because he has some value. Don't ignore that resource. So that's what that's about. Sometimes I think, too, like that's an easy way because it's scary to move forward or to overcome that. So if we kind of make these excuses for ourselves, and I shouldn't speak, I guess, for the world, but I'll speak for myself. You know, I find myself when it's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, this isn't perfect. So I just I just won't do that then. It kind of acts as my shield mm-hmm. to not have to do the do. Exactly, exactly. And and that's how we can easily bypass getting into our zone of genius because we look at the things around us and like you were saying, it's like, mm. you know, so yeah, definitely that's why I want to get people back to acknowledging what they have around them. I mean, I use my desk as my vanity sometimes. So it's multifunctional. It can do a lot <laughs> okay, of things. So, exactly. So could I use an official vanity? Yes, of course. But guess what? It's not top priority. I'm going to use it as is, and it's totally fine. And that's what I want people to realize realize is that the things around you can have multi-purpose to them. Okay, so don't please don't get caught up in, oh, I need this, I need that, I need that, and then you barely use it. And how does that play into when people are saying, okay, I have these recess resources around me, I have the success team, but... I'm supposed to be able to do everything on my own. I don't really like to ask for help. Exactly. And I'm so like, that is so on point because that leads to number four. Not so number four is to do some reflection. Mm. So it ties into number three, but it's really more of an evaluation. So just like you said, I don't really like asking for help. Well, this is the time where you got to understand that, you know, you don't want to become burnt out. There are going to be some things that you know, but then someone will always take it a step further. And I'm even dealing with that right now with an an event that I'm planning. I thought that I had all the questions down pat, and then here it is. Someone else does this for, of course, a a living, right? And so they come in and they ask questions that no one thought of. So it's one of those things that once you apply this, you will see how much you know, how much you don't know, (laughs) which is good too. And you realize how much space you free up for yourself, you know, because if you are doing a lot on your own, you're going to wait, you're going to make more mistakes than you would if you implemented that success team and remember, remember what you're capable of. So yeah, to do that is to really cut down on your learning curve in life. Mm. 
And who doesn't need that? Like everyone needs to open up some more time or to learn something a little bit better, to do something a little bit better. Like that's so powerful for all of us to rein in on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then what is the fifth secret? So the fifth secret is to remember the miracle factor. So there's a theme here, right? It's all about remembering mm-hmm. because our mindsets are, it's there. Sometimes you just got to just reawaken certain things. So the miracle factor, what I like to explain it as that unknowing part. So it's like that man behind the curtain just working out some things, the divine matrix, however you want to describe it. There's that factor of something working in the background in your favor, whether it's as my papa used to say, you never know who's watching you. So whether it's someone who's rooting for you from a distance and they're sending people your way, I got invited uh, to an event and the people wouldn't, t- wouldn't tell me who invited me. They just said, oh, you were recommended. You know, uh, one of our clients recommended you. And I thought it was a joke. I did a little <laughs> bit of research and it was actually legit. So you never know who's watching you, who's rooting for you, who's sending people your way. So that miracle factor is just that little unknown portion that's out of your control where something good is is happening for you, whether it's people, like I said, divine matrix, whatever you want to call it, working for you and they're sending that your way. Mm, I love that one too. Remembering like we're not the end all be all and the universe is working for us and has your back. So like what is to come is going to come and be. 100%. How do you start to manage this growth and really move into this place of feeling radiant and found if you have people in your life that really aren't either there or aren't backing your exploration? Oh, that is like the million dollar question. That That is one of my favorite questions. So, yes, what I like to say is they get the spiritual pink slip. <laughs> and what happens is when you... When you get in your zone, for, for and I use myself as an example. When I first started my business, I really didn't tell anyone. Uh, when I was reading spiritual books, I would take the cover mm-hmm. off because I love hardback books, so no one would know what I was reading. And not everyone, of course, was supportive, but what we have to keep in mind is that some people do need to see in order to believe. So they need to see you put in the word. They need to see some, some outputs. Other people want to believe in you. They want to support you. They're not quite sure what you're doing. They don't get it for whatever reason. It could be a generational thing. Like now, you know, podcasting wasn't a thing in 1970. Mm-hmm. So our aunts and our grandparents or stuff are probably thinking, that's a real thing. <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes we, we, we can take certain things to heart and we just remember what certain people said. And other times you have to understand that people don't mean any harm. They just they can't really understand it. So when that happens, we just have to focus on ourselves, but also do research on the people who we are connecting with. So that way we're not. And, and sometimes you don't know until you work with someone that they really don't want to do the work. So, I mean, some things can't be avoided in that sense. But, you know, just to do a little bit of research before you work with someone, just understand that the, the, the spiritual talk or the entrepreneur talk isn't going to make sense to some people who, you know, they're not in that realm or don't care. So talk to them in a way that's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on my business or, you know, you probably don't want to talk to them about <laughs> SEO <laughs> or, or loading a podcast. You can say, oh, yeah, 
I'm interviewing people. Everyone gets that. I'm interviewing people on a, on on a, on online, and it's a it's called a podcast. So frame your words a little bit differently. Understand that some people will get it, some people won't. But long as you stay in your zone, which is really just focusing on you, spirit will give them a spiritual pink slip, and they will dismiss themselves from your life. Or you just see much less of them in case they're family members. You'll see them mm. during the holidays. <laughs> when, when you have to. Right. When you have to. Where can people find you? I know that this is just like these five secrets. Like this is the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg of all of the incredible information, Tia, that you have. If somebody is wanting to know more, what is the best place to to look at and to see where you're what, what's happening? Awesome. Yeah. So I am at uh, TiaMarieJohnson.com. That's my website. And I am on Instagram, which is Tia underscore Johnson underscore. So that's T-I-A underscore Johnson underscore. This, I love these. And I love that it's so simple and that the entire practice of these things are just coming back to let's be reflective. Let's deep into like this is in you. You just have to quiet enough a little bit sometimes to to harness that and to realize that. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I wanted it to be simple enough where the first step seems like a, a no-brainer. Because it's just like if the first step was hard, then, okay, what are the other stuff mm-hmm. going to be like? So I used to be a, a gamer uh, when I was younger. And one of the things I learned is, one, so one of the uh, creators of Mortal Kombat said, we purposely made the video game where you start off with a character that you can easily beat. And then, you know, you go oh. up, you, you, you beat that character, and then another one, another, another one. So by the time you get to the top, you're fighting the hardest character. And it's like that. So if we can take these easy steps for our mindsets to help us from feeling invisible to ourselves... And a little and, and lost to you know being that radiant and found person, then yeah, let's do that and let's make this first step at least the easy one, the entry level one. So so wise from Mortal Kombat, like such such good information <laughs> from a game. Like there's again, like you, there's resources all around us. We don't know that we learned such a valuable tool from something that we were being creative and capable of. Like it all ties in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tia, I love for everybody to go through some, they're not rapid fire. I need to think of a new name, but some fun questions anyway at the end. Um, so I'm always curious, what is the very first thing that you do in the morning? Oh, wow. I can actually answer this one. Yeah. Rapidly. Well, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, and so this is because I'm not a morning person, I'm a night out. So I actually spend an extra couple, I would say like five to 10 minutes in bed because I do mind prepping. It's something that it really started off because in my cough partying years, cough, <laughs> I would wake up like, okay, wait a minute. Where am I? What I'm doing? And so it's like, let me... And between that and also having such vivid dreams, where I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. I was just like in another world. Where am I? So in the mornings, now I mind prep where I just really bring myself to know like, okay, I'm in Philadelphia. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to uh, accomplish some tasks. And I, I really keep it open-ended. Like I don't say things like, 
I'm going to answer five emails. <laughs> or it's, it's just like, I am going to connect with people today. I am going, you know, things like that. And I say things like, you know, uh, it, it's going to work out no matter what. There's a great plan. So things like that. So I just prep my mind for the day. I've never heard of it as mind prepping, but I really love that. Like what a relaxed way to just set yourself up for the day. Yeah, it, it really helps because I'm one of those people who I don't like to check emails in the morning. Um, I don't mind talking to some people in the morning, but I just need to just really come to grips mm-hmm. <laughs> with the morning because I'm just such a night out. I mean, it, I mean, I will hang out with you till 4 a.m., but the morning time is just like, let me just get myself together. <laughs> yeah, we, we could like hang out like midday, but like I'm getting up at that time. Not I can. Not, yeah, I'm long, long sleeping before. <laughs> before 4 a.m. Um, the other questions that I love to kind of give some little insight into is if you were to say, Tia, what is your super weapon? What would you say? Hmm, my super weapon. Well, I, <laughs> so there are two thoughts that come to that. So I'll tell you the serious one and not tell you the one um, that is a little funny. And, and I'll tell you why it's funny. So my super weapon, I would say, is that I am very, very, very attentive. I pick up on small things, big things. So I learned it's called micro expressions. Uh, so I, I pick up on things like that. I pick up on people's, um, uh, what's it called, body uh, motion, things like that. I know when, especially if I'm close to this person, I know when they're off. So I would say that I'm very great at listening to people, but also listening to them, like, Okay, you're saying, oh, I feel good today, but the tone and your vibe is saying otherwise. I would say that that's my weapon is that I I really know people without really knowing them. Actually reading and and listening to them. Right, right, right. And and the other part is that I I laugh because my, and and for some reason, my friends came to mind. They would say my facial expression (laughs) when when my food isn't prepared (laughs) right. So that's a different type of weapon. But... Hey, though, that that kind of fits into the same. Like, you're very much expressing what you're feeling in the same way that you can read when somebody else is feeling one way. Exactly. Yours is just very, very particular to when your food is not prepared, right? <laughs> and what does being fierce mean to you, Tia? Ooh, being fierce means to me is to be like that, that, that fire, that ignition, igniting, like igniting your life, being passionate, really just making sure that you, that you're living life in high definition and, and you're really just unapologetic about it. You know, you're just like, I'm a trailblazer and yeah, I might make mistakes, but I'm doing it fiercely. <laughs> I like living life in high definition. I like that, that visualization there. Thank you. Tia, this has been incredible. I such great information, so easily digestible and and important. And who doesn't want to actually feel radiant and found and like they have a purpose in life? Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.